Star Workforce Studio. But then they saw Miss Dugan washing dishes and they can't get them to stop. They want to watch my videos all the time. They want to make recordings of themselves. VR Workforce Studio, podcasting the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation through the inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work. In their position at NASCO Cabinetry. As well as the professionals who have helped them. A job and a career. You got to look at how life-changing this is. And the businesses who have filled their talent pipelines with workers that happen to have disabilities. To help expand registered apprenticeship. These are their stories. Because there's such a great story to tell about people with disabilities. Now here is the host of the VR Workforce Studio, Rick Sizemore. Welcome to episode 92 of the VR Workforce Studio podcast. As we approach episode 100, we want to hear from you. You're the listener. You're the reason we do this podcast, and it would mean the world to us. If you drop us a quick email and let us know what you think of the podcast, what you like about it, any suggestions you might have, or anything you'd like for us to explore as we move into the future, just email me at vrworkforcestudio at gmail.com. We'd truly love to have you involved in our podcast. On today's episode, we'll meet Alexis Dugan, who just released a series of new videos helping adults with daily living skills. And it's Black History Month, the theme for 2021, the Black Family, Representation, Identity, and Diversity, explores the wide-ranging diversity of Black family life. This amid a national backdrop and discussion about race and equality, William Sutton Jr. with the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services joins us to talk about equity and vocational rehabilitation later on in today's show. And of course, the always entertaining and informative Sherry Takamoto with our national clearinghouse update. But let's get started with Brandon West. His career pathway led him to a great job with Skookum, a company that, in part, provides support services to the military. His job placement counselor and VR team helped him account for and market some exceptional skills that had gone unrealized in the past. Here with the whole story is Brandon West. Welcome to the podcast, Brandon. Hi, thank you for having me. You know, it, this guy is so important and so busy, we had to get this interview on his lunch break. So thank you for fitting us in. That's <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, let's get started. You're a data entry professional at Skookum. Tell us what you do and what your average day is like there. The general idea over here at Skookum is that we're a contracting company for base maintenance for government property. Everyone does uh, various duties like keeping the place clean and uh, and fixing up broken doors or locks, electricians, all that good stuff. And I'm the clerk here, so I put in all the right numbers to make sure that everyone gets paid. How did you get involved in vocational rehabilitation? Oh, let's see. It was a little bit ago, but my brother was in it before me. I was looking for a better job because I was just working minimum wage at, uh, at a fast food place. So, yes, I decided to give it a try. There was a, there was a point in time when, when you connected with the Vocational Rehabilitation Office and met a woman named Janet Mike Sell, your counselor. 
I want to play you a little clip. I'd like for you to, to hear this. Here's what she had to say about you and, and getting started. Nancy Santiago, our job placement counselor, did a typing test with him and realized that he typed over 101 words a minute. That was a motivator to, hey, let's maybe look in this direction for, you know, doing data entry work. I even had him do and uh, go through an IT academy in the summer at Thomas Nelson Community College, and he did very well with the academy, uh, looking in all fields with programming, being a computer support specialist. But when Nancy found this job, it was just we were going to look probably at training for him. And when Nancy Santiago contacted Skookums and they carved this job for him, uh, wasn't readily available. It uh, wasn't posted. But when Nancy told them about Brandon's skills, you know, that worked out. And he's been working there for over a year now and doing very well. You were thinking about a, a new career, and it sounds like Voc Rehab helped you identify that you had some pretty impressive skills to do the job that you're working in now. Uh, yes, that's right. I, I kept trying to tell employers that I was decent with computers and such, but they didn't really listen because he's just a little fast food grunt and all that. Yeah. So um, having somebody uh, vouch for me, I guess made a bit of a difference. Yeah. Well, what, what process did they go through to help you identify that you had those skills in a way that they could communicate that with an employer? Uh, let's see. At first we were brainstorming with things that I could be good at, but to me, uh, typing and computer skills were just kind of second nature. So I didn't really think much of it until, through the brainstorming and the uh, skill acquisition tests, they they brought up typing, and I was like, oh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at it. So they handed me the keyboard and the typing test, and I busted out a hundred words a minute with no errors. And they said, Why didn't you tell us this sooner? <laughs> well, that sounded like that was a turning point in your career of uh, going to work at Skookum. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, so once they saw that I could do that, like, like you said, they got me into a, uh, a little IT certification class and it, it felt kind of weird because I, cause everything that they did was kind of stuff that was also second nature to me, but it did give me proof that I knew what I was doing. And I think that certificate I got from there also helped get me this job here. Yeah. So you sound like one of these guys that had some tremendous skill that really, wasn't documented, and you were able then through these tests to show people what you could do, and that opened up the the gateway to employment. That's right. Could you tell us a little about your your disability? All right, it's uh, it's called generalized social anxiety disorder. And long story short, I get really anxious around people. The thing that makes it a disorder is that my my mind kicks into fight or flight reaction much easier than it should. So being around a lot of people or just being overwhelmed with a lot of things can really get me agitated and anxious and it gets really hard to think and it's easy to shut down. So I'm very thankful for Skookum being a company that is here for people with disabilities such as myself so they can give me accommodations and reassurance and all this so I can 
do my best work. Well, tell us about the accommodations that you you have uh, on the job. All right, let's see now. They um, they ended up renovating a, a room in the back of the office instead of in the middle of it for me to do my work in. They helped me with my schedule a little bit because at, at first I wanted part-time, but they said contract requires full-time. And long story short, worked out a thing where I, I work four out of five days and someone else works one. It works in both our benefit because she needed more work anyway. Right, right. Um, I usually have a little bit longer lunch breaks than usual because that little break in the middle of the day helps me get ready to finish everything up. So are you around many people at work or is your job set up so it plays to your strengths of needing to sort of be by yourself? It really plays to my strengths. Like there are other people in the building that I'm at, but I'm in a rather secluded area. So I, so while I could just walk around the corner and say hi to someone sitting where I'm at, it looks like I'm alone. So it really helped with that. Yeah. It also helps during this pandemic not to be surrounded by people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You were recognized by your employer and DARS for your exceptional work as a, a champion. What did it feel like to get an award for being so successful in moving through voc rehab and into the workforce? I certainly had no idea that was going to happen. I'm just kind of here doing my best and getting support from people who want to help, such as DARS and Skookum and such. What advice would you have for an employer? someone other than Skookum that was thinking about working with people with disabilities and maybe have not tried that before. Let's see. I would say that it's important for the employer to take the needs of the employee into consideration because what seems like something that's very trivial to an average Joe might mean the world to somebody who struggles with something. Like most people can handle being a cashier, no problem, but I would panic at the first sight of someone coming my way. Mm-hmm. So when someone says, hey, I'm really struggling with this, then if, if they can talk it out and have a little compromise or accommodations, just it makes it a whole lot easier for the employee to give it their all and do their best. It makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. What would you say that Skookum has done right in terms of you know, creating this opportunity for you to work and also from that getting a great employee? They, they've done quite a bit, actually, especially with how they're so so kind to me and they choose their word choices carefully because they know that I can mull over things and be very, uh, uh, gosh, what's the word, sensitive about certain topics. So they, they take their time with me. They listen to what I say and they do their best to make accommodations and and brainstorm with me thinking, how can they make my job easier? What would you want people to know most about your vocational rehabilitation program and experience? I'd say that they're here to help you more than anything. They will go out of their way to make things easier for you and to help find you places where you can work to your full potential and not feel overwhelmed and uh, not, not much more to say other than that they're here to help you. Right. The job placement counselor, uh, Nancy Santiago, she worked with you. What was that like? Oh, gosh. Nancy was extremely helpful and kind and 
gives off such mom energy, like putting my tie on for me and all this stuff. It's super <laughs> easy to tell that she's grown up with kids. <laughs> I mean, that she's raised kids. So you see her, yeah, she, her she, role is critical in, in uh, helping you get this job. Yes, absolutely. I'm yeah. thankful for her. I'd say that I'd like to give a little tip to people who struggle with feeling like it's just really tough out there. And I know this seems very simple. It's important to remember that you'll always have a minute to just breathe and tell yourself everything's going to be all right. Because a minute from now, nothing's going to be any different. So you, you might as well just take a minute, take it. You help calm yourself a little bit, recenter yourself. Don't let the anxiety or other stress get to you too much. You'll be all right. Right. Well, Brandon West is a champion award holder, is a data entry professional with Skookum, and a highly successful young man with a disability who is in the workforce and living his best life. Brandon West, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Janet Mike Sell and Nancy Santiago work in the Division of Rehabilitation Services, the Hampton Newport News Office of the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services. VR Workforce Studio, inspiration, education, and affirmation at work. Alexis Dugan is a student disability case manager at Texas A&M Commerce and holds advanced degrees in counselor education with a focus in vocational rehabilitation and mental health. She has a wide variety of professional experiences in helping others, but we met through the National Rehabilitation Association, where she's the chairperson of NRA's social media committee. Alexis says her goal is to help adults and adolescents with disabilities to gain independent living resources and reach their career aspirations. It's a pleasure to welcome you to the podcast, Alexis. Thank you. Thank you for having me today, Rick. I greatly appreciate this. Yeah. Well, let's get started with something I read about you. Uh, uh, it says Alexis has passion to serve individuals with disabilities and assist them in living their best life. And you're certainly becoming known, at least on LinkedIn, as a person with an amazing array of videos to do just that. So if you would tell us about the videos you've developed and what you're trying to accomplish. So I currently have a YouTube channel where I've been making adult daily living skills videos for anyone who has a disability who wants to increase their independent living skills. So you could be in middle school, high school, college, post-secondary, anyone who meets that criteria who just wants to know how to live independently on their own. I have various videos on grocery shopping, even online grocery shopping, which right now is a huge thing uh, due to the pandemic. I have a laundry video where I'm actually in the laundromat showing you how to do your own laundry, as well as cleaning around your home, because I actually love to clean. It's very therapeutic for me. And that is an independent living skill. You need to know how to clean up. Nobody wants a messy place to live. And, you know, my main goal with these videos is just to provide hands-on instruction for anyone with a disability who wants to live on their own. Well, what I love about the videos is they are real life. You've said, I believe, 
that the disability population is often overlooked and left out of mainstream society, which is why you're such an advocate for individuals with disabilities. What do you think people will get out of these videos and how do you believe they'll reach those who are overlooked? So right now, you know, we are still in a pandemic with coronavirus and a lot of our day programs or programs where individuals with disabilities go to learn about independent living skills have been closed down because of various restrictions. So I hope that my videos, you know, will be able to reach throughout, you know, the 50 states everywhere. You don't have to be with me in person to see them. And it's not during a set time. You can, you know, log into my channel and just kind of peruse and see what best fits your needs wherever you are, whether you're in the car, whether you're home, whether you're at school. I just want my videos to be able to reach anyone who needs them wherever they are during this moment. Yeah. What uh, what story do you have for us that uh, that that really helps us understand that someone watched one of these videos and it had a great impact in their life? So uh, previously I was a special education teacher and I worked with students who had autism down in uh, Miami-Dade County. And I had a lot of students who, you know, needed to learn these hands-on skills, something as simple as washing dishes. And I was contacted by a parent who let me know that they logged into my channel. And previously, of course, they tried to show their student how to wash dishes. But sometimes when parents tell you something, it doesn't go over quite as well. But then they saw Miss Dugan washing dishes and they can't get them to stop. They want to watch my videos all the time. They want to make recordings of themselves washing dishes. So that let me know that I'm on the right track. I'm on to something. I'm helping someone. Absolutely. I'm going to go home and have my daughter watch your video this afternoon. <laughs> Uh, but no, they're they they really are they're they're down home. They're hard hitting. These are these are, are great videos. Tell us where folks can find them. So you can find me on YouTube at Miss Dugan. My last name D as in dog U G G A N as in Nancy. Or you can check them out on my blog DuganDigsDisability.org. And in the description box on my YouTube channel, you will see my email. So I'm open to requests. If there's something that I haven't done or that will really help you out in your situation, shoot me an email and I'll be willing to record that video for you. That's awesome. We'll include those links in the show notes to the podcast at vrworkforcestudio.com. Alexis Dugan is a student disability case manager at Texas A&M Commerce. Thanks for being on our podcast today. Thank you so much. It's Black History Month, the theme for 2021, the Black Family, Representation, Identity, and Diversity, explores the wide-ranging diversity of Black family life. As discussions around equality have become an important part of the American agenda, we're seeing the emergence of conversations within the VR community focusing on diversity, equality, and inclusion. Just recently, CSA VR released a statement committing themselves, and I'm paraphrasing here, to assertively establish strategies and definable actions to foster equality and opportunity in the workplace. We're fortunate to have recently heard Kathy Hayfield, our DARS commissioner, describe, among other values, her vision for equality, diversity, and inclusion. Let's take a listen. 
Equity, diversity, and inclusion in the workplace are not just buzzwords. Embracing these principles as part of our agency values helps create a culture that reflects the communities we serve. This helps us better fulfill our mission. This doesn't happen without purposeful effort and commitment by everyone. DAR's leadership team and I envision an agency that not only reflects differences, but one that welcomes and values all gifts and talents and ensures that everyone has the opportunity to contribute and grow. In this workplace, everyone feels empowered to bring their full, authentic selves to work. In an inclusive workplace, everyone is welcome and able to be fully engaged. A better culture starts with better conversations. We've recently pulled William Sutton into a new role that will help us change the conversation to create a sense of belonging and become more purposeful in how we treat each other. He will also lead the effort in assessing our current culture and work with a task force that represents all levels of the agency. Here to discuss how he will be working with DARS to support and move this vision forward is William Sutton, Jr. Welcome to the podcast, William. Good morning, Rick. Thank you so much for having me. Now, what's your reaction to Commissioner Hayfield's vision? Rick, my reaction is it's game time. Let's get to work. I couldn't be more thrilled or excited about this opportunity. This means so much to the organization, but not only the organization, to the communities that we serve here in the Virginia region. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've known you for many years, principally as a job placement counselor, but now in light of the agency's focus on equity, you've moved into this new special assignment. Could you tell us about what you're going to be doing? A couple of the highlights, Rick, that I just wanted to touch on. We're going to be evaluating how we measure up from an equity standpoint across all agency functions. In order to do this, though, we first must seek to understand where we currently sit as it relates to equity. We're going to be pulling that curtain back to take a look at uh, our processes, our systems, our hiring, everything in between to make sure that we are, in fact, an agency that is walking the talk. We're not going to just continue to sit by and just be okay with the status quo. So you seem to be giving life to the the vision Commissioner Hayfield described when she said, these aren't just buzzwords. This is real. Absolutely, Rick. We want this to be a part of the culture of our organization. DEI is not something that's new. It's been around for years in the corporate space, in the private sector. This is a part of business as usual. It's a little new to us, but we're excited. This is an amazing journey that we're all about to embark on, but we're going to embark on this journey together. We're going to lean into some difficult conversations. We're going to lean into some difficult situations. But at the end of the day, what we want to hopefully begin to do is open up dialogue so that we can continue to allow folks, in Kathy's words, to bring their authentic selves to the workplace. We have so many different groups that are represented, whether it be based on gender, age, race, religion, sexual preference, political affiliation, whatever the case may be, all of that is being brought to the workforce. And we want people to be authentic in who they are and be able to provide a space to allow them to bring their genuine selves to work each and every day. Yeah. How do you think this work will affect our vocational rehabilitation consumers, and the communities we serve? 
Oh, great. The work that, that we're about to embark on will make the lives of those that we impact so much better for the good. This project brings me hope for a brighter future for marginalized and underrepresented groups all over the world. I don't feel like we can progress if we're not willing to put in the work. In this instance, putting in the work means opening up dialogue, understanding the needs and experience of others, and then making a conscious decision to make a change. By leaning into some of these critical conversations, we're laying the foundation and building the brighter future brick by brick. Each person within the range of my voice has the potential to be the agent of change. So with that, I'm just so excited. I couldn't be more thrilled. Well, you're known around the state for your work as a, a placement counselor with uh, the leadership you've provided in the Virginia Rehabilitation Association. You're, you're well-respected. I just want to end up by asking you, what do you want people to know most about this special assignment you're involved in? I want you to know that brighter days are on the horizon. Change is coming. I want each and every one of our associates and teammates that are out there to know that we value your experience, we value your differences, we value your input, and in the days and weeks and months to come, I'm going to be calling on each of you. I can't do it alone, so don't be afraid to raise your hand and step up because, again, the work can't be done by one person. William Sutton Jr. is working on a special assignment with the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services, where he serves in the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation. Thank you for being on the podcast today, William. Thanks for having me, Rick. At the core of every great team is the drive and motivation that creates the bonds of commitment dedication, and performance needed for every worthwhile achievement. At DARS, this passion takes shape in our care and protection for Virginia's older adults, as well as helping people who happen to have disabilities find meaningful careers. From the back office, to the field, to the front lines of customer care, we're driven forward by the needs of those we serve, because the heartbeat of DARS is onward. Well, it's time for our National Clearinghouse Update with the always entertaining and informative Sherry Takamoto. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Hi, Rick. What did you think of Brandon's story? I was so impressed with Brandon's story and, and taken aback by how important it is that VR counselors really get to know their clients so that they can bring out the best and connect them with the best employers. Yeah, Janet really so, did that. Yes. And so this week, um, for those counselors who have trouble finding the best in their clients, I have a couple of really nice resource lists we've developed from the NCRTM. Okay, cool. What else do you have for us this month? Well, um, the NCRTM resources to support culturally responsive and trauma-informed practices are a lot of resources that people can just do on their own or insert into their training or um, learn a lot about things to think about when they're listening to their clients, especially clients who've been through a lot like Brandon has. Yeah. Well, we wanted to thank you for that nice piece you put in your newsletter on the podcast. Yes, and I have a link to that newsletter so you can find out about how famous and out there the VR Workforce Studio podcast is. <laughs> You're so kind. And it's Black History Month. 
Yes, and um, I have a link to an organization called the National Association of Multicultural Rehabilitation Concerns who are looking at rehab research, education, and practice and the importance of understanding the barriers that impact outcomes of cultural insensitivity. Well, Sherry, you're always spot on with resources, news, and information from the National Clearinghouse. Thanks for being on the show today. And thank you, and we'll talk to you next month. Sherry Takamoto joins us from the Rehabilitation Services Administration's National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials. It's Job Shadowing Month as Virginia DARS holds a series of job shadowing events around the state. We'll bring you special coverage from the front lines of vocational rehabilitation on Episode 93 of the VR Workforce Studio next month. Here's Lynn Harris, Director of the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. The Foundation is pleased to bring you these exciting stories of how vocational rehabilitation is changing people's lives. Your support helps students gain the skills and credentials they need to be successful in business and industry. We thank all of our partners in podcasting who made this episode possible. The Council of State Administrators of Vocational Rehabilitation, CVS Health, the Hershey Company, and United Bank. You can find out more about becoming a sponsor at www.rcf.org or find our contact information on the show notes at vrworkforcestudio.com. You can always find another exciting episode as we podcast the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation here at the VR Workforce Studio. Until next time, I'm Rick Sizemore. The VR Workforce Studio podcast is owned and operated by the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. The foundation publishes and distributes the VR Workforce Studio and manages all sponsor arrangements. Audio content for the podcast is provided to the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation by the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services in exchange for promotional considerations.